1: Hi, this is Stan Pons, Bible teacher on Make It Clear. I'm so glad that you could be with us today for our broadcast. I hope that this day will be a great day for you. I know it is for me because of the person we're interviewing. Her name is Sam Sorbo. She's the wife of Kevin Sorbo, and you've heard our interview with Kevin, and you know that that was a very provocative interview, very helpful and encouraging one. But I wanted you to meet his wife because God has divinely designed her and given her a vision and a mission that I believe can help many people, particularly those that are involved in the homeschool movement, especially as we're going through all these issues with this virus crisis that's going on today. Now, those of you who aren't quite as familiar with Sam Sorbo, I want you to know that she's a filmmaker, which means that she has directed, she's written, she's produced, she's acted in projects that have been on television, movies, places that I know that has had a great ministry in your life as well. She's a radio host. She's also an international model, an author, a wife, a mother of three very active young people that are really growing and getting to know the Lord and really making a world for themselves as well. But most of all, she's a homeschool advocate and an educational activist. I want you to meet her today, and so let's welcome Sam Sorbo to our program. Welcome, Sam. Well, thanks so much for having me back. Well, we're glad to have you again. And we also are wanting our people to know that this is our second half of an earlier interview, and you can certainly listen to that. You can download our app at Make It Clear. You can do that on your app store and get that. You can go to all of our social media, and you can hear part one of our interview with Sam Sorbo. And you'd like to hear that because it's going to tell you mostly the story of how she came to faith and how she's grown and why she has this vision that she has today. But because of the topic and the need for us to understand why she's doing this, we're giving this entire program to talk about what is on her heart, what she has written, and why she's such a homeschool advocate and an educational activist today. So talk to us a little bit more about why are you homeschooling your kids today? Why have you chosen to do that?
2: Well, there are a couple of reasons. Uh, I I went into it a little bit um, on the last show. Uh, The the school wasn't serving my son. Yeah. It, it just, they just—they weren't getting it done. I liked the teacher. I liked many of the people who were involved in the school. Um, I involved myself a great deal, and then realized that I needed to work with him one-on-one. When I started doing homework with him after school every day, it was challenging, and I realized that I was homeschooling. Mm-hmm. I was just doing it at the end of the day when everybody was tired and cranky and hungry. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that was not a, that was not a successful choice. And so um, there were a couple of incidents at the school and I go into them in my book. I'll just uh shameless plug here for my book. Oh, uh, I would love for parents to read this book because the first half of the book talks about what is wrong with our schools mm-hmm. currently, what is wrong with our schools. And the second half of the book is, is my story of taking on home education for my kids, what it looked like, what I did right, what I did wrong, some of it. Uh,
1: There are mothers today because of the virus and, It was thrown upon them, thrust upon them, and then there are others that are in a position where they can make the choice to do that or not, and for them, it's a daunting thing. Can they do the job? Will the kids see them as a teacher and a mother, and can I love them? Can I discipline them? They're going to think, could I give them enough education that they can succeed later in life, and what about the child's bent, especially if they haven't homeschooled and the kid's already been involved in in a public school setting, perhaps? How did you overcome those kinds of uh, fearful, daunting obstacles that I'm sure crowded your mind like has done so many other mothers?
2: Well, I will tell you that I was a self-doubter, which is why the subtitle of my book is An Inspirational Journey from Self-Doubter to Homeschool Advocate. I didn't know if I could do it, but I said to my husband, I think that if I fail, I will still do better than what's happening in the schools. And I will tell you that even if you fail. It will still be better for you, for your relationship with your child and for your child's relationship with God to not send them to the secular human institutions known as our public schools. Um, The fact is that schools teach children that they are accidents of nature and uh, teach them that survival of the fittest is the law of the land Mm -hmm. and then contradict themselves by by admonishing children not to bully. (laughs) But you just said survival of the fittest. So what's the deal? Well, the deal is there's no morals, just follow the directions mm-hmm. and do what the teacher tells you. Mm-hmm. And by the way, if you're sending your children to school without sort of an idea of why, you're following directions because you've been successfully schooled <laughs> to think that you can't, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what the schools teach us. The 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 predominant message of schooling is that without the school, you can't learn. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you can't do anything that you haven't been formally instructed on by a teacher standing at a blackboard. And that's why right now, we're talking about this sort of, you know, we call it a predicament, right? For the, It's mm-hmm. so challenging for parents to go, oh my gosh, I have to, I have to educate my children myself. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, oh. So you graduated high school but you feel incompetent to teach what you know to a third, fourth or fifth grader. Think about that for just a minute Mm. because the proof of an education is the ability to then impart the information. Mm. So if you don't remember how to read or you don't remember how to do the standard, you know, math problems, then I can't help you. Mm. But if you do know how to do those things, you can impart that knowledge, but Sam, it's more than that it's social studies, it's history. yeah, how do you learn history? You read history, so read with your kids. How do you learn social studies? social studies is a made up thing. so here's the other thing: United States tests at about twenty seventh on uh, on the scale for academic achievement among uh worldwide nations, right We spend. More than any other country, save I think Switzerland, per student, mm-hmm. and we test at twenty seventh. We're the United States of America. We are not educating our children. We're schooling them. Schooling them that God doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. We're schooling them that the Bible is a, is a is a group of is a book of fairy tales. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you want to teach your kid history? Start with the Bible. It is the number one history book. It is the most historical document that we have. If they could have disproven it, they would have. So start there. Some really great stories in the Bible. Be careful with some of the Old Testament ones with the younger kids because, you know, they get a little dicey. Uh, A lot of violence in the Old Testament. But you can certainly start with the Bible stories, okay? And then you say to me, hmm, I don't know how to teach Bible. Well, there's a really good book uh, for teaching Bible, and it's a national bestseller. It's actually called The Bible. Uh, So just start there, just start reading. In fact, the Bible used to be, and Theodore Roosevelt is quoted as saying this, uh, the Bible is the best textbook that we have or something like that. Uh, uh, You know, uh, education should begin and end at the Bible. And it's true because there is so much truth and information in the Bible about how to live a virtuous and prosperous life that um, it's, it's a travesty that we are not teaching our children the Bible right now. It's it a travesty really we're not teaching the Bible. In, in church, we don't teach the Bible. In so many churches across the nation, we don't teach the Bible. What's that about? We don't have to go there. But I, but I want to get back to our discussion of order. So I pursue classical uh, Christian education for my kids because I believe that all of these various subject matters are interrelated because they were all created by God. Okay? And so they all relate back. I look at it as if it were a a wheel, a bicycle wheel. And each of these math and language and music and history and the, the, the very, you know, writing, exposition, they're all parts of the wheel at the center of which is God. The school has no center. Let that sink in. They just have a bunch of subjects. And so they, they look at a child and they say, okay, a child will be put on this treadmill, first grade, boop, 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 second grade, do, 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 third grade, do, 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 do. Okay. And then as they go through this, they move down this conveyor belt, right? Because we we developed our school system in the industrial revolution and the conveyor belt was the fancy pants technology of the time. And so we just put the child on the conveyor belt and then we stick a bunch of widgets of knowledge in him. And then at the end, he graduates with what? A bunch of widgets of knowledge. Maybe. But does he graduate as as a human being? Hmm. No. He graduates as a construction on a conveyor belt. And that's not what children are. Children are unique creatures in the image of God and they're your kids. So why do we think that this system, first of all, why do we think it is working? Because it demonstrably is not. And then secondly, why do we think it should work? Because it really shouldn't in a sense. What it comes down to is the teacher's. Okay, Mm -hmm. and I love teachers. I think teachers are phenomenal, but I think they're working in a compromised system because what we did was we started with teachers and the teachers taught the Bible Mm -hmm. and they taught in the one room schoolhouse. Mm -hmm. And so older kids would minister to younger kids and they would learn that there's relation and um, relationships to be had. And it's centered around God. It's centered around virtue and some book learning. Mm -hmm. Right. But the book learning, I mean, the copy work that they had was Bible copy work. They were memorizing Bible verses. They were reading from the Bible. In fact, great way to teach your child to read, start with the Bible, work on the words in the Bible. So then, but then it morphed. Okay. And then we had, we had government schools. And initially we were still teaching virtue, but then we took the Bible out of the schools. Well, you take the Bible out, you have to put it something else in. It's not just no religion, it's the religion of what they're calling now irreligion or the anti-Christian God religion. Let's put it that way.
1: Humanism. And it's
2: just anti-God is what it is. And so we so then we we had that. And now we have the most recent revamping we've had nine overhauls of our public education system in less than 30 years nine that's one every 3 years each one purporting to you know fix the problem none of them succeeding because they're not getting to the root of the issue and at this point the root of the issue is we've taken all of the personality out of our public schools and we've replaced it now with common core which mm-hmm. dictates exactly what the teacher teaches and how she teaches mm-hmm. Well, how do you expect to minister to individual children when you're treating them all like widgets?
1: We need to move to the area of if, if they are embracing that thought now that you just shared, that, you know, I really can sense an uncomfortableness about my kids being in a public school arena and all the reasons you mentioned and maybe Good. even more so. But now they're moving into, okay, what do I have left? I have Christian school. And I have homeschooling and I want to explore the homeschooling because, quote, I met some homeschool kids and they are sharp. They handle themselves with confidence, most with humility. They know their material. They have a penchant for leadership. And they're saying, now, where do I begin? I want you to answer that question when we come back. I want to welcome again our listeners to Make It Clear. Make It Clear as a program, again, designed with you in mind, giving you the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter, so you can learn the Word of God in a life application way. And then we interview folks, just like we're doing today with Sam Sarbo, so that you can hear their story, which is really God's story in them, lived out through their life passions, visions, and mission. In addition to that, if you'd like to listen to our program 24-7, 365, wherever you have signal on your phone, you can download our app. It's called Make It Clear, whatever platform you have, Android or uh, iPhone, Mac, whatever. I want you to make sure that you get our programs so that you can listen to them because often the programs are stacked one upon the other. Today, our guest is Sam Sorbo, the wife of Kevin Sorbo, and of herself, she's been been involved in the film industry and all areas of that, from writing, directing, acting. She's also been involved in homeschooling with her kids, but more than just doing it by herself with her kids, she is a passionate activist about education today. And I've asked her a question a moment ago in case you just tuned in, and that is, after she's laid the groundwork of why the public school system is not working, especially since there has been nine rebirths of the new system in the public school, and each one has not worked well. We could even use the word fail. So now homeschooling is on the block. So you're thinking, I want to homeschool, but where do I begin? What's my first step? Because it's so new to me. What would you suggest, Sam?
2: All right. So, part of the reason that we're we're talking about this today is because everybody is now an accidental homeschooler. Every parent right <laughs> now right. in the United States right. and and around the world actually are discovering they're accidentally homeschoolers. So, uh, so together with um, Texas Homeschool Coalition, we, we formed the coronavirushomeschooling.com. Homeschooling dot com. We already have people from all over the fifty states. So, every fifty, every state of our fifty states is represented um, as, uh, as participating in this and it's gone worldwide. So we have people from Greece and Britain and France involved. Um, and, and I, I don't even have the latest statistics. So I'm very excited because what we're doing is we're offering you uh, a daily lesson plan for your children and it's K through 12. It's absolutely free K through 12 daily lesson plans that involve all the curriculum, all the, all the work that you want to do, the educational work that you want to do with your ch- children, as well as all the extraneous stuff that you might want to do. So suggestions for playing games or for craft projects or for other things that you want to do with your kids. So right now, a lot of parents are like, but I just don't know how. That's where we come in.
1: Give, the, give so- that again, the website again.
2: The website is coronavirushomeschooling.com, and you can find it at samsorbo.com. You can also find, I've been putting out a video every day talking about different aspects of the homeschool journey, different uh, challenges that parents have, um, and and I'm going to keep doing that because I really want to breathe into the, the struggle that parents are having, and I also want to empower them. So the first thing you'll see at coronavirushomeschooling.com is... Take a deep breath and relax. You can do this and we can help. And so what I like to say is we'll we'll give you the whole thing soup to nuts and all you need to add is the love, which actually is the one thing that's missing from the schools more than anything else. They say that not only do homeschoolers uh, uh, perform 15 to 30 percent higher than your average uh, government school student on academic achievement. But the number one indicator, the number one indicator for student achievement is parental involvement. Well, how do you get the best out of your parental involvement? Keep them home and educate them yourselves. And here's the last bit that I want to add. And this is why I'm such a fan of home education. It's as much about teaching the parent as it is about teaching the child. What you can learn from your children. If you believe that children are a gift from God, which I do. And and my book, actually, I'll just shameless plug here. My book goes into this because we struggled with infertility. So my children are absolutely a gift from God. Mm. Uh, why would I send them somewhere for someone else to open? So so it's as much about you as it is about your child, as it is about your relationship. And your relationship, So so the relationship that you have with God the Father is reflected in the relationship that you have as the parent with your child. And so if you can form that bond with your child, you have a better chance of having your child grow up with a relationship with the father than not. And the proof of that is that 85% of our students that are graduating from high school, from public high school today, that are professing Christians, leave the faith by the time they graduate college. And it is not the college's fault. Yes, the college works on them, but it's because their foundations are, are their houses are built on sand. Their foundations are crumbling because we're not giving them that foundation. If you think that an hour or an hour and a half of some Sunday school where they put on, I don't know, veggie tales or whatever, is going to combat the secular humorism, the anti-biblical teaching that is happening in our public schools today, for for seven and a half hours a day, right? I, I, you're you're crazy. So let's just take a step back, look at the facts, and form our ideas based on those. And so back to my, back to our conversation of order, right? Mm-hmm. We have been taught in our schools no order because there is no order giver according to our schools. And so we have a bunch of different subjects and either you like language, language arts and social studies and the humanities or your STEM, you like science and technology and math, but that's not true because they're very much interrelated. In fact, I've taken now to saying that math is a foreign language. That's what it is. It's a different way of communicating. And so So I, I'm a math person. I went to school for engineering. And by the way, I speak five languages Mm -hmm. because I love language because I love math. Mm -hmm. So try to wrap your head around this and understand that you've been Mm miseducated. You've been schooled, but you've been miseducated. And what we want for our children is we want them to be out of the box thinkers. Don't send them to a box to learn. We want them to be lifelong learners. Don't send them to an institution that tells them that they have limitations on what they learn. Just like you were taught. You were taught that you can't teach and you can't learn, basically, unless you go to school. But th- but that's patently untrue. Did you know how to lease a car before you went and leased your first car? No. How'd you learn? Well, a couple different ways, right? I asked my dad to take me, to show me how to lease a car. Or I went into the car dealership and I said... I'm not quite sure what I'm doing. Teach me how to lease my car. So we teach ourselves things all the time. And if you if you think about that, you can teach yourself how to teach your children. You're not going to break them. You're going to help them become more than you ever dreamed that they could become. Because you're going to take the lid off and set them free instead of shackling them to expectations and tests that that are what now define our educational institutions and to and to teachers out there i love teachers but look I, I always do this because the moment that i go after our our institutions people say oh you're attacking teachers and i'm not no i'm not i would encourage specifically christian teachers leave the system hang out your shingle home educate other people's children. There are lots of ways to get home education done. It's a DIY proposition, and you can do it.
1: What a wonderful, wonderful person and a wonderful topic. And it is very easy to see that you're passionate about that. Now, again, give the website your website, and then that website so they can get more material in general from your website and then specifically the one that's on homeschooling right now in the middle of the crisis that our, our people are going through. If you'll do that, I'd appreciate that.
2: Yeah. So my website is samsorbo.com and you can get my book there. They're your kids. There's also another book that I, that I don't promote very much. It's called teach from love. It's a school year devotional for families. So this, this little book, you sit around the, the kitchen table every morning, you do a quick devotion, talk about virtues. We're not instilling virtues in our children anymore because the schools don't believe in virtue. They believe in virtue signaling, which is completely different. So uh, that's samsorbo.com. The free curriculum or free lesson plans, I should say, is available at coronavirushomeschooling.com. Lots of information there. There's a vibrant homeschool community there that are we're just waiting to help you out. We love to bring people to the joys of homeschooling and home education, I like to say. And, um, and lastly, I'll leave you with this. Do not try to replicate the school at home. Please don't do that. The schools aren't getting it done. So don't do that. Reimagine your life without being shackled to the school. You've got a wonderful opportunity right now where you've been set free. Yes, you've been cast adrift, but you're free. So pick up an oar and start rowing your own boat and see where it takes you and your family and your relationship with your children. God bless you.
1: Thank you so much for that. And I really appreciate you being with us. And I want to remind all of our listeners that when you choose to do this as a Christian, education is a part of who Christ is. And he told us to make disciples of all nations. And disciple really means a learner student, all right, someone who's really going to gain. And if we're going to do that with our kids, we're going to teach them. And it's not just only the Bible, but it's using the Bible as the basic for all of that, how important that is. And you have Christ in you and with you to help you so you can do this in the name of christ and alongside you the lord has given you websites to help you samsorbo.com just go through that website you'll enjoy it it's easy to navigate on that website will be the one where you can get the free lesson plan so you can't use i don't have the money i don't know what to do Where do i I can't get to school how do i do this in that you'll also have a plethora of people that'll come alongside you who want to help you because they're passionate about what you're passionate now as well. And then for the rest of you, I want you to know that Make It Clear is also associated with Florida Bible College. It is a four-year institution training men and women in God's word, so they've got a good foundation in that to go out and then to make that message clear and plain to those that are out in the world. We have a one-year gap program specifically designed for students who say, I don't know what I I want to do with my life, but I, I, I need to know the bible so for one year you're given a very special program so that you can stand strong last long if you go to another college or university later on or you want to go out and do something with your life you can have a one-year certificate along with a two-year or a four-year if you want go to floridabiblecollege.com that's floridabiblecollege.com to learn the uniqueness of being educated in god's word to help you to stand strong in the world Again, this is Stan Pons with Make It Clear. want to invite you to be with us next time. And again, Sam Sarbo, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. God bless you. all.
0: You're listening to Make It Clear with the teaching of Dr. Stan Pons, founder of Make It Clear Ministries and president of Florida Bible College in beautiful Orlando, Florida.